You're listening to The Scope, Phelps Health Podcast, Episode 10. Today, we're discussing summer safety. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Paige Heitman. The Scope Podcast is produced on a regular basis and can be found by visiting phelpshealth.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your SoundCloud stream or subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also follow Phelps Health on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Let's get into the show. Today, our guest is Dr. Nathan Rashford, Chief Medical Officer of Phelps Health Hospital and a gynecologist with Phelps Health Medical Group. Welcome to our show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. We're really excited to have you here. So before we get into our show, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So uh, I've been in Rolla now for 12 years. Uh, I'm trained as an OBGYN, and for the past four years, I've done gynecology only. And for the past two years, I've been the Chief Medical Officer at Phelps Health for the hospital. So 12 years, where were you at previously? So uh, I don't know how far back you want to go, uh-huh. but uh, born and raised in Missouri. I've uh, been here all my life. I went to college at uh, Drury in Springfield, and I went to medical school at uh, University of Missouri in Columbia. And then I did my training as an OBGYN at uh, what was then called St. John's in St. Louis prior to coming here. Oh, that's awesome. So how have you enjoyed your past like 12 years with Phelps Health? Oh, it's been great. So, uh, you know, my wife and I, we, uh, we have two kids and we both grew up in, in small towns. And, um, you know, as, as an OBGYN, there's kind of a limit to how small of an area you can go to. So we didn't want to go to, uh, you know, a super rural area, but we didn't want to stay in like a metropolitan area either. Mm-hmm. So Rolla has been great for us. That's awesome. Yeah, I always think Rolla is kind of a nice mix because you can get to Springfield or St. Louis in like an hour and a half. Oh, sure. So it's really nice. Yeah, definitely. It has a lot of stuff here for families and kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if there is something that you're looking for that you can't get here, like airports, sports, things like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, St. Louis is not that far away. So That's it, true. It That's really a great works point. Out well. mm-hmm. yeah. So why did you choose to work at Phelps Health? So um, when I was looking at places to work after uh, my third year residency, so OBGYN takes four years. So uh, most people start looking sometime in their third year. Um, I was, I was like I said, I was looking for smaller areas, but I wanted to be close to family. Mm-hmm. So you know, my family is down in the Joplin area. My wife's family's in Southern Illinois, and um, you know, we had this like region that we were looking mm-hmm. at that kind of fit what our needs were and what we were looking for. And um, at the time that I was finishing training, um, Rolla was looking for an OBGYN and it just it worked out well. We're, we're smack dab between the grandparents for the grandkids, so it works out really well. Oh, that's awesome. Do you yeah. feel like Phelps Health kind of fits those needs for you personally? Oh, definitely. Uh, the entire time I've been here, um, just the, the staff at Phelps Health, the, um, the administration at Phelps Health, um, the patients in our community. It's been such a good fit. So we're going to go ahead and get into our show and okay. talk a little bit about some, some summer safety. So we know that summer's in full swing, but we can't really forget about COVID-19. We're doing a lot of gatherings and really fun events, but summer's going to look a little bit different due to COVID-19 and a lot of restrictions and guidelines that are still in place. So as we get out and about this summer, are we still at risk for contracting COVID-19? Oh, sure. You know, um, it, it happens every year. Summer brings with it a whole new set of circumstances mm-hmm. and uh, safety issues that people have on their mind, like, um, 
you know, with the weather and, and sun protection and dehydration and things like that. But now, um, you know, here we are in June of 2020 and we've got the COVID-19 pandemic on top of all that. Um, you know, I, I, I sympathize with people. It, it's been around for a while now. It's a, um, a politically heated argument. There's different guidelines from different organizations. So it's hard for people to know what the right thing to do is. So I'm glad, I'm glad that people are thinking about this and they're asking what the right thing to do is. You know, fortunately for summer activities, a lot of what you do is outside, mm -hmm. which goes a long ways to helping with reducing transmission. But that doesn't mean that people can, um, you know, just throw off caution and, and mm -hmm. do what they normally would do. They still need to, uh, you know, practice safe measures like frequent hand washing, social distancing, wearing a mask when they're in public, mm -hmm. things like that. Because viruses don't die during summer, right? Sure. So, so definitely um, some viruses are um, decreased in the warmer temperatures. So, uh, you know, a great example is the flu season. You know, we always see a, a surge of influenza in the colder months here in Missouri. But, um, you know, viruses behave differently and there's some viruses that are always here and uh, honestly, the, the COVID-19 virus is it, just too new. We don't know how it's going to behave. So. And we still have spikes. Yeah, so, so hopefully mm -hmm. it, you know, being in the summer is going to help it, but um, we'll, we'll have to just wait and see. Yeah, because like you said, there's still a lot that we don't know. And as people get out, people go to bars and they get too close to each other. And then we have all these new surges. Yeah, yeah, no, I think... Um, here we are just a, a few weeks past Memorial Day weekend, and I think everybody saw in the news there were a lot of people that were doing activities that may not have been in their best interest. Mm -hmm. And um, fortunately, here we are um, three weeks after all that. We're not seeing a huge surge in our area, but um, since this all started, we've yet to see a slowdown in the increase in uh, new cases. Which should tell people that they still need to be cautious. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to have to read this next one for you. Yeah. It's from Ohio State University. So they recently stated on an NPR article that we can think of transmission risk as time, space, people, and place. Is that true that the more time someone spends in a closer space to any infected people or persons, the higher the risk is going to be? Oh, definitely. That's, that's a good summary of how the virus is transmitted. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, the longer you're around somebody that could be infectious, the closer you are to them. Uh, if it's in an enclosed room rather than being in the outdoors where there's a lot of, you know, wind and air changes and volume to kind of dilute the virus. Uh, those things all play into how contagious somebody might be and how that virus gets transmitted. So indoor spaces are a little bit more riskier to be in then. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the, the more enclosed the space is, the less mm -hmm. likely that that air is to be circulated. And, and that's that's how the virus is transmitted is through respiratory droplets. So, um, you know, talking, coughing, sneezing, singing, um, <laughs> you know, these all put more virus out in the air. And uh, in an enclosed space, there's less ability for that air to not be contaminated. Mm -hmm. So if you're outside, the wind's blowing, there's more volume of air, those things mm -hmm. all help. 
So you said singing and that immediately made me think of religious worship services. Mm -hmm. So can people start attending religious services if their place of worship is offering it or should they still be very cautious about doing so? Yeah, I, th I think that with our current level of prevalence in the area, which mm -hmm. is, is very low, yeah. I think that it's safe for churches mm -hmm. to open up with reasonable precautions. Mm -hmm. So, like I know some churches are doing um, like a limited number of people uh, in the pews. They yeah. have to space themselves out. Mm -hmm. um, they're even like scheduling additional services and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, I, I think in our current setting, I think that makes sense. Um, like what we've had to deal with at Phelps Health ever mm -hmm. since the beginning of this is this is an evolving situation. So, um, you know, here we are. We might be saying something different next week. Yeah. So, but um, no, I think that's reasonable. What about like backyard gatherings with like a small group of friends? Is that considered high risk because they aren't my immediate family members? And should they like have to wear a mask to come and hang out with me? Sure. I mean, it's going to, it's going to depend on the details, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you were going to have uh, friends and family over for some event like that, mm -hmm. being outdoors definitely helps like what yeah. we mentioned. You want to really make sure that whoever your visitors are, that they're not sick, they're not mm. potentially bringing something to you. So, um, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for you to be open and honest with your friends about, hey, you know, I really want to see you and have this this event together. But if, if you think you might have this or be sick, I'd rather you not come. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it's just common sense. So Yeah, just trying to be smart. Um, I recently went to the eye doctor and I was incredibly impressed with their check-in process and false health is a lot like this whenever you go to check in now you have like a document that you have to fill out to say do you have any of these like coronavirus symptoms mm -hmm. and it's almost like should i do that with my friends maybe yeah, yeah, i mean <laughs> you know how i think i think right now when patients come to mm -hmm. healthcare facilities they expect that you know, yes we've all kind of gotten used to yeah hey i want to go see my doctor for that to be safe, mm -hmm. I've got to go through these screening areas, mm -hmm. hand sanitizer everywhere. You see everybody wearing a mask mm -hmm. inside the hospitals. Uh, I, I'm not saying you should necessarily do all of those things yeah. in your backyard, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's imprudent to think that way. Yeah, either. you shouldn't throw caution to the wind. Yeah, you, you want to protect yourself, your family, mm -hmm. your friends. Um, you know, you, sh you should be thinking these things to help reduce your exposure. Yeah, don't just think about it whenever you go to the doctors. Think right. about it to take care of other people too. Right. So what about restaurants? I know they've opened back up too. Can I sit inside? Is that unsafe? Should I ask for outside seating? What's your best advice? Yeah, re restaurants are a tricky one mm -hmm. because um, not only are you in an enclosed space with not just your immediate family, but there might be other families mm -hmm. in the same area you're all eating, you know, you can't eat with a mask on mm -hmm. and you're all, I'm sure you're talking, you're socializing. So, um, you know, rest, restaurants pose a different set of circumstances than what we were talking about earlier with the backyard gathering, obviously. So, um, you know, I, I would say if somebody's gonna go to a restaurant, if, if they can like preferentially eat outdoors, uh, if they can limit their time in the restaurant, you know, rather than, go out with your family and friends and you, you know, a meal becomes an hour or two or three. Um, I think right now that's probably not the best thing, but, um, again, I, I think that the prevalence of the virus in our area is so low mm -hmm. that as long as people are smart about it, I think that that's reasonable to go to mm -hmm. restaurants. Why do you think the prevalence of the virus is so low in our area? 
Well, I think there's a few different things that factor into that. Mm -hmm. So probably the biggest thing for being in central Missouri is that since we're not in these metropolitan areas, high-rise buildings, elevators mm -hmm. everywhere, things like that, there just, there just wasn't a lot of opportunity for mm -hmm. the virus to spread quickly like what you see in areas like New York. Uh, I think the second thing is, um, again, political, but I think the second thing is that we, we did a lot of things early on mm -hmm. to try to flatten that curve and reduce transmission, and I, and I honestly believe it worked. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, as testing has become more available, as we've secured appropriate PPE, like masks and hand sanitizers and things like that, um, I, I think it's reasonable to start pulling back on a lot of these restrictions as long as we're careful and we're smart about it. Yeah, so. we don't just go straight gung-ho and everything's right. open and it's right. kind of like a free willy thing. Right, and I, and I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of wearing a mask mm -hmm. everywhere just like everyone else is. I, I totally understand yeah. people's preference to not do those mm -hmm. things, but I, I'm just leery of if we do too much too soon without being smart about it, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm afraid that we're just going to put put fuel on this fire. Yeah. You know, uh, Ed Clayton, our CEO, says this really well. He always takes things two weeks at a time, mm -hmm. which you said it well earlier too. What we're doing this week may not be prevalent to what whatever we're doing next week. Yeah, next definitely. week, our whole marketing campaign may change. We may have the, the tent completely up and, and running at full scale again. Yeah, we don't mm -hmm. know how this... It's going to work. If, if you went back to late March, early April, we, mm -hmm. we were having conversations daily preparing for the things that you saw play mm -hmm. out in New York. And thankfully, that did not come true. Mm -hmm. But who, who's to say that it might not turn out to be that way eventually? We'll, yeah. we'll just, we just, we just got to stay vigilant and, and try to make good decisions. Yeah. And it's good that we now have a playbook ready in advance for That's it. That's right. Instead That's right. of, um, kind of running off the skin of our teeth to try to figure out what to do. Yeah, I mean, not not that people like these things, but yeah. now that we know what it's like to mm -hmm. postpone appointments, postpone elective mm -hmm. surgeries, have patients go through the triage shed, uh, as we start to back off of these things and go back to what we consider normal again, mm -hmm. if unfortunately we were to find ourselves in a situation where prevalence was increasing quickly, Mm -hmm. it would be easier for us to roll those things back out because we, we know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So something else that I thought was really, really cool about summer activities is that pools and beaches and stuff like that are very low risk. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to that? Yeah, again, you know, the, the virus is transmitted mainly by respiratory droplets. So the ability for it to spread through like the water in the mm -hmm. pool is really low. And you know, typically pools have a lot of um, like additives and chemicals and things like mm -hmm. that to cut down on transmission of diseases anyway. So mm -hmm. that really helps. But um, again, you know, it's, the key is being outdoors and, yeah. it, you know, that, that air volume being changed over, mm -hmm. it just really decreases the risk of transmission. What about people traveling like out of state or to larger cities right now? Should they take any like sanitary kits with them? Like, should they make sure that they bring wipes or should they not go to those events? Like what if it's a wedding? Sure. Yeah, it, it, it's tricky to put all of that into one category. Mm -hmm. It's not It's not so much the distance that you're traveling, mm -hmm. it's where you're going mm -hmm. and what you're going to be doing. So, um, you know, if you were going to travel to a place with a high prevalence, so 
you know, right now you'd be looking at like places in Arkansas, Michigan, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Arizona. Uh, you could go to specific places in those areas mm-hmm. and probably be totally fine depending yeah. on what we were doing. You could also go to more metropolitan areas with, you know, a high prevalence of the COVID-19 virus. And if you were, like you mentioned, a wedding, for example, mm-hmm. or, you know, a birthday party or something like that, you're in a small space, there's lots of people around, they're, they're talking, they're eating, they're singing. The more you add these things in, the higher your risk of being exposed goes up. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be very careful about what event am I going to and is it high risk? We have to sure. ask ourselves th- those questions before we decide to partake in any of them. Sure. That's, that's very true. Yeah, that's great advice. So can people um, still go on vacation with that same that, those same ideas in mind? Yeah, I think the same thing would apply. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think around here a lot of people when they think of vacation, they're thinking about taking like a plane ride somewhere mm-hmm. really far away. Um, you know, planes, I know that they've, they've done a lot of things with that, looking at transmission and taking precautions. So, um, you know, again, I, th- I think if people are being smart mm-hmm. about where they're going, how they're traveling, what kind of things they're doing, I, I think that these are mm-hmm. reasonable things to consider. But again, it all goes back to, uh, you know, the, the prevalence, how, how much virus is around here and in the area you're going to, uh, what kind of things you're doing, that kind of stuff. So what are some activities that you think we should be sure to wear our masks for? So, so me personally, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, there's different recommendations if you look at like the CDC mm-hmm. or the WHO, things like that. Um, you know, I, I still feel like if I'm going out into a public place, like if I'm going to the store or something mm-hmm. like that, um, I, I think the right thing for me to do is to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my situation is a little special because I'm, I'm working in a healthcare facility. Um, and I also have family member that might have immune issues. So I want to take extra precautions and I, and I think that's very reasonable. Um, you know, as you, as you look at certain activities that you're wanting to do, like we've talked about like parties and restaurants mm-hmm. and, uh, weddings and church and things like that. I, I think it's important that you follow the guidelines that are in place at that time. And I've noticed that all of these, you know, restaurants and churches and things like that in our community, they've really tried hard to do what they feel like is best for their patrons. So I, I would encourage people to follow those. Yeah, I know some of the restaurants or different places that you go to, they'll wear a mask and have gloves and you have paper um, menus and mm-hmm. you have like plastic forks and stuff. Yeah. It's it's really cool the the amount of effort that they've placed into safety for everybody. Yeah, and I, and I understand that when you see that stuff, it looks very foreign. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've had patients just even this week in the office talk about how seeing these things is very anxiety provoking, mm-hmm. for example. But... Um, you know, I, I think we're trying to do the best with the situation that we find ourselves in, and I expect it to be temporary. Mm-hmm. As we go farther along into this, we're going to learn more. Uh, hopefully, in the not too distant future, we'll have a vaccine. Our testing abilities, it's getting better and better every week. So, um, you know, I, I think as long as we cooperate, work together, and, and you, know, you laugh because sometimes that's hard to do, isn't it? You, you see it in the news all the time. I mean, um, I think that it's important that people, they're, 
they're smart and they're safe about this and they follow the guidelines. So let me have you debunk a myth for me or prove its accuracy with masks. Should people, whenever they are in their vehicle by themselves, wear a mask? No, I mean, generally if you're by yourself in mm -hmm. an office setting or your vehicle or your home, a, a mask is really not, is not going to benefit mm -hmm. you or anybody else. You know, really, really the, the main uh, advantage of wearing a mask is if you are potentially contagious, mm -hmm. whether you know it or not, you're not going to expose somebody else. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're not in that situation, yeah. a, a mask is not really that beneficial. Perfect. So I have one more question and then we'll kind of wrap up our show. So can you provide just some general safety tips that apply to everyone regardless of COVID-19? Because we're in, we're in the summer season, like make sure to wear sunscreen. Um, if you're going hiking, what are some things to make sure you have with you? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, in the summertime, it's always important to stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. So you want to um, definitely be drinking water and don't get dehydrated. If you're going to be outdoors, uh, exposure to sun, that's a big risk. Mm -hmm. uh, sunscreen, long sleeve clothing, hats that are appropriate. Mm -hmm. uh, around here, if you're going to go out and like hiking and stuff mm -hmm. like that, especially if you're going by yourself, make sure somebody knows where you're going and when, when to expect you back, those kind of things. Um, you know, alcohol, that's, that's a, a common thing with mm -hmm. uh, outdoor activities. Definitely want to be in moderation and be safe as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. um, another big one around here is like exposure to like tick bites and things like that. So, you know, definitely be wearing uh, tick repellent and be watching for things like that. But, um, you know, it, like you said, in addition to the coronavirus, those mm -hmm. things don't go away. So on top of all that, frequent hand washing, mm -hmm. wearing masks where it's appropriate, social distancing, that, that all goes with that. So because we're nearing the end of our show, I do want to go ahead and give you an opportunity to speak to our listeners and share any final thoughts that you have regarding summer safety. Sure. No, I, I think, um, I don't know if this ties directly to safety, mm -hmm. but as I was kind of thinking about this conversation, you know, I, I want people to still have fun. I, I want people to do normal activities. Uh, see their families and enjoy this time of the year, uh, but but they got to do it in a safe and, and, and smart way. So that that would be my advice. Yeah, I think we all needed to hear that. Uh, so go out and have fun, and thanks for tuning into the scope. If you liked our show and want to learn more, check out clubshealth.org.